Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Metaphysical Hour. I'm Julia Cannon, and this is my co-host, Tracy Mahan, in the Christmas tree. <laughs> I feel like the little people, you know, like the, what do they call those in the fairy elements? That's There's the little people. Um, gnomes? It could be a gnome. That could be why her last name is Mayhem. <laughs> the naughty gnome. <laughs> Diane gave her that. Well, I'm, I didn't, yeah, I can't claim that. I feel like I want to bat at this thing. <laughs> like one of your cats. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm... I'm waiting for you to hit it with your head and then it goes. Ding, ding. <laughs> nice. All right. Shall we introduce our most amazing, beautiful? Absolutely. Guest? Absolutely. Yes. Tracy, I mean, this is your Tracy's discovery. I feel, I feel bad for us. <laughs> <laughs> so we have promised her before me, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm the one that coaxed her to come on the show. Right. You might rethink this yeah, next absolutely. time you're, you know, right? Yeah. You, you discovered her and this is so wonderful. And, and Tiffany and I have both had readings with you since then. So it's been fantastic. Um, but so excited. I'll just go ahead and, and introduce you and then I'll let Tracy kind of give a little background maybe on how you found her or what's going on there or something. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> <the> great discovery. <laughs> anyway, this is, we, we always like to, you know, we're always talking energies and different things that we know about astrology and what are the different influences on us. And, and Mary Jo is, is an astrologer, but a different kind of karmic astrologer. And that's really cool. Um, so it's a different direction. I mean, we all know about karma. We all know that we other things are influencing us here. So this is really cool to see it. It's actually in your stars, guys, you know, um, and in your influences. So um, but Mary Jo Weaver is just so excited to have you here. Thank you. <laughs> oh, thank you. I've, I've been looking forward to spending the time with both of you because you're both so much fun. And it's <laughs> nice to be able to have some conversations with you about these sorts of things. Yeah, we yeah. were waiting, kind of wondering if you would we're going to end up seeing similarities in our charts because we do seem to be a lot alike. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, I think that was in my chart too. Um, but yeah, so Mary Jo and I, we did, we do psychic fairs together uh, in Salem, Oregon is mm -hmm. where we, we get to find each other about once every three months. Uh, they do a psychic fair there. And we were in the room together alone this time. It was a big room that they usually stick a lot of readers in there. And it was just the two of us. And so we we started plotting and decided yeah. to do a little trade and, and spend a little more time together. And it was so much fun. Yeah. And she's sitting there telling me about who I am. And I'm like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I always <laughs> <laughs> yep that's me yep yep do that yep that's how I feel you know and so there's so much to it that you know it was just so confirming and mm -hmm. and helped me to understand certain things in my path and how to navigate that a little differently if I want to and choices and information that was just golden so so then of course I had to introduce her to my people yeah <laughs> So yeah, so then came along Julia and Tiffany and possibly some others. I did share it with some other people too. So yeah. Well, I'm always looking for insight more. It's like, what else can I know? And it's just so always interesting when, I mean, when you're talking about, well, these 
and I couldn't even repeat what all the, there was so much information there, but um, but it was just so funny that okay, well, this is what you came in this life to do, and it's exactly what I'm doing, and I'm like, oh my yeah. gosh, you know, that's always like, how did they know that? Uh, duh. <laughs> you know? so, um, that's amazing. It, you probably get that reaction a lot, though, don't you, Mary Jo? Well, you know, it depends because not everybody is doing, you know, um, we'll say doing their chart maybe in the way that might be, um, you know, the most productive or the, the most graceful or the easiest. Um, however, usually once we get through uh, difficult phases of life early on, um, it, we do start aligning in different ways. And for me, I'm seeing potential and possibilities in the chart, but it's not until I sit down with someone like you and you start sharing with me what's going on and we look at these cycles within your lifetime, the things that have happened, different events, that the chart starts becoming alive. And um, and so I really enjoy being able to see that. Yeah. Well, a point that was interesting was um, when I was talking with Tiffany after she had hers and we were, we were talking about it and I was like, you know, when I was her age, if I would have heard that report, what you said, it wouldn't have resonated with me because I wasn't doing this yet. I wasn't in this line. And so it's like, it's interesting. Yeah, now I'm, I'm completely in it. But at that point, I wasn't. But but it's a way to see, okay, this is what's ahead for you. Hmm. you know. But it'd be interesting because if I would have heard it back then, it would have been foreign language to me probably. <laughs> because- right, right. You know, and we can only understand something that feels common to us or that we've heard in a similar way so we can make that connection. Um, I, I totally get that. I mean, I came into astrology very late in life and, you know, I did kept it at arm's length when it would pop up from time to time, but um, it was actually an astrological timing in my chart where I just couldn't push it aside anymore and just dove right into it and, Boom, wow. there it was. So, yeah. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's, that's really, you know, so it's showing you it's there. I mean, there are yeah. points that you can't ignore. So it's like, this will happen, you know, just, it, you know, it's, it's in your chart. It's going to go this way. <laughs> so. Right. Yeah. You, you created that, you know, <laughs> it's like our map, right? So. Right. And, and I think too, you know, astrology is about cycles within cycles of time. And there's sort of the spiral um, movement of the planets that come around. And if we don't get it the first time, oftentimes it'll come back around again. And so it's it's not cast in stone. I mean, we're, we're beings having free choice. And so it's, you know, it eventually, I suppose I, I was going to become an astrologer. It just took a while, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or perhaps I was doing other things that were in my chart. So, um, yeah, there, there is that flexibility. It's not cast in stone by any means. And I love that you said that because a lot of people will think, well, it's in my chart. So then it must mean that that's the way it is. That, but, kind, of, that kind of goes along with, you know, we say, you know, you come in with a plan, which is this, like you're saying, that can be that plan. Um, and they're saying, yeah, I can't move. I can't deviate. I can't do anything. And that's not, it's a, it's, it's a blueprint is the way I look at it. It's yeah. Okay. Although your blueprint has a lot of details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and also, um, 
you know, we, we, for example, we have all the planets in, in our chart. We have all the signs of the zodiac in our chart. But each one of those has a whole range of expression because they're archetypal forces. And so, um, you know, people come in and say, well, I'm a sun sign Pisces, so I'm supposed to be escapist or I'm supposed to be highly creative. And so it's about broadening our understanding of what that archetype is, um, because the archetype is so full of a different range of expressions and then also different levels of expression. I mean, sometimes we can express the energy in our chart in ways that we might, I don't want to use the word negative, but maybe, you know, a lower vibrational expression of it that can be more problematic or keep us uncomfortable or in suffering in life. Or we could express it in ways that are a little bit more positive more productive, that make us feel more alive. And, uh, you know, we have more confidence with what we're doing with our lives. So it's it's also a matter of, of learning to discern um, for each of those archetypal forces and the signs, you know, how can I use it in the highest and the best way to, to serve my soul's growth or to create some healing in my life or, or whatever it is we're trying to accomplish. Well, I was just thinking, you said a while ago that the the, sign, the planets will make, they come back around. So that's almost sound like, so maybe that's like the different times. That's okay. I did it this way this time. Now I'm going to do it this yeah. way. Now I'm, how about I do it this way? So it's almost like a spiral upward of. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, and, and if we're conscious um, and have that, we can stand back and not be reactive and have that perspective. And not get into judgment or feeling guilt or shame and say, okay, well, you know, I, I did it this way last time. And, you know, how do I want to do it this time? And, you know, what, what have I learned since then? Or, you know, maybe, maybe I'm in a different direction or in a different place now. Yeah. It's all learning. (laughs) I think this is probably a perfect spot to pause and bring our beautiful Tiffany in to tell us where everybody is from. Because I'm seeing over over here on another screen, I'm seeing everybody's posting where they're from. Wonderful. Yay. Thank you, guys. (laughs) Yeah. So, Tiffany, you want to shout out to everyone? Sure. We have Ontario, Florida, Connecticut, India, Quebec, uh, Chicago, another Canada, California, Little Rock, Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas. Uh, <laughs> Columbia, Missouri. We have Ireland, some more Canada, some more California, Miami Beach, Chicago, Australia, California, New Mexico. Amazing. <laughs> some more Australia. We have New Zealand, uh, Florida, UK, Austin, Texas. Hi. <laughs> Maine, um, New Jersey, Maryland, Minnesota. New Zealand, Arizona, Wisconsin, Chicago. Hi, Patricia. Patricia, because you said hi to me. Uh, (laughs) Montana, Colorado. (laughs) Thank you so much. Isn't that amazing? I just love hearing all these places. You guys are so fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. So cool. That just keeps going too, and everybody's jumping on and putting in more. So we do see you. I love it. And it's all over the world, all yeah. over the world. So. Wow. Yeah, that, and I'll just reinforce why we do that. You're, you're lighting up. You're part of the grid. That's very important. Yeah. Let the world know you're there. 
We're all coming together. Mm -hmm. Love it. <laughs> so cool. Um, so you kind of told, so how did you get into this? You said it kept coming around and then it's finally, it's like hitting you over the head, like, come on. It's right. Time. So. right. Um, well, it was um, around the late 1990s and I was in the library one day and I had half an hour to myself and was just browsing the bookshelves and um, the book didn't fall off the shelf, but my hand went right to it sort of thing sort of mm -hmm. situation and it was a book about karmic astrology and so I thought oh well I'll sit down and read this anyway you know it's this isn't really my cup of tea but I'll I'll take a look at it and I sat down and read the first few chapters and um the way karma was described the way um the interpretation of you know, we are beings that have a lot of choices. However, we do have our higher self that has a desire to keep us on a path that's productive. And perhaps we have things like soul missions in life and things that our soul wants us to be able to accomplish and experience. Um, it was a very interesting take on life. And it also felt very empowering because instead of talking about karma as being some sort of punishment, it defined it more as an, an intent or an intention that we have to have some sorts of experiences in order to um, expand our understanding, our experience of being a spiritual being in a human body, <laughs> and also to maybe create some balance um, uh, to be of service to others, you know, all, all these different reasons why we might create karma or intention when we come in. So um, my half an hour was up and I needed to get on to another appointment. So I went ahead and I checked out the book and brought it home and read the whole thing and then went down to my bookstore and ordered a copy. And then finally, I looked at the very last page and saw that the author was a um Astro astrologer in Baltimore, uh, Maryland, where I tend to go periodically to visit with family. And so I thought, oh my goodness, do I dare make an appointment to see her next time? And so I did. <laughs> and um, she just blew my socks off the first five, 10 minutes by asking me questions that just brought up this huge Thing I felt inside of me and I felt very very emotional and there was this huge like inner knowing or connecting from what she was describing that didn't make any rational sense to me but I thought oh well there is something here I can't just walk away from this so long story short I became one of her students and um, went through uh, the three-year training as a karmic astrologer um, her name was Linda Brady, and she has since passed on. Um, and she worked out of Baltimore, also out of Florida, and up and down the East Coast. Mm -hmm. And so I would go back periodically. And um, when she would hold retreats for her students and other astrologers, and went on uh, for a couple more years and did uh, the equivalent of postgraduate work. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I just, it was, I felt like a fish jumping back into water. I just felt like it made sense to me 
And it came to me pretty easy, I think more easily than a lot of people do. But, you know, that's the thing. We all find our little thing that we can do that is just like our groove. And yeah. um, and astrology was for me. So, yeah. Wow. It shows when you're doing the readings. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It, and it, the time goes fast when, when time is spent with you. It goes fast. And it was like, oh. oh. so did you have anything that as you were looking at this uh I, I think when I talked to you I was like can you give us a little peep show into 2024 what are we going into for the yeah year? yeah yeah I gave that a little bit of thought and I thought you know yeah let's let's talk about that a little bit um so um to start start in a broad um, viewpoint here, I thought what I would talk about a little bit first is how we are moving from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. And people have heard that over, you know, the decades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what does that mean? And um, when we are making a transition from one part of um this very long, long cycle of time, these astrological ages last about 2,600 years. And they have to do with something technical called the precession of the equinoxes. It has to do with the tilted axis of the earth. But basically, these are long periods of time that are marked by particularly strong themes. And so what's been going on for us over the last few decades, and it will continue into the future for a few more decades, is we're transitioning from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I mentioned, it taking a, a, a period of perhaps decades when a planet um, or especially a whole age astrological age is making a change it's not like a light switch gets flipped we don't wake up one morning and all of a sudden we're in a different place uh you know a different world you're Um, gonna disappoint so many people (laughs) (laughs) what yeah well something as big as moving from one transitional age into the next if you can imagine you know that's that's a really big step in the evolution of humanity and in our consciousness um so it takes the work of all of these different planets we have in our solar system that represent archetypal forces that are working in in various ways for us and on us to help us gradually take these baby steps as we're making this transition. So I thought I'd talk about some of those planets and some of those transitional baby steps that that we're taking. Um, And the first one that I think is very noteworthy is the planet Pluto that has been in the sign of Capricorn for the last 18 or so years And it's in the process of getting ready to move into the sign of Aquarius. That's this new age that we're moving into. And the planet Pluto is the archetypal force of deep transformation, 
an evolution for all of humanity, as well as individually in our charts and the way we work with it in our lives. Um, and so what it's, what its purpose is, is it plums the depths of whatever it's focused on to find um, the hidden things, the mysterious things, the things that are perhaps corrupt or no longer working, are toxic, are dying. Um, uh, we talk about our shadow side. It's the shadow material, you know, whether it's in individuals or in institutions, what have you. And so it works to dig down and to bring this material up into the light of day so we can surgically eliminate it, so we can transform it, so we can purge it um, in order for us to regenerate, for us to, in a sense, die and be reborn and mm -hmm. resurgent into this new, more uplifted, more evolved place. So we've gone through the last 18 years or so, you know, um, a lot of changes in the area of life, areas of life that have to do with Capricorn. And Capricorn is all about the ways that we create physical structure and organization and systems. Um, it also has to do with how we've created ways of thinking or attitudes or beliefs um, that have structured our lives. And so Pluto's been working to kind of break through those and dig up all of the ways that we need to take a look at what's not working. And we need to make some deep changes, eliminate things, transform society. Um, you know, we've seen things happen in... Uh, in businesses and finance, um, you know, with, with the banks and the housing crises. Uh, we've seen things in institutional structures and organizations like um, government, politics. You know, everything has just been blown up out of the water and nothing is the way it used to be. And in the early years of Pluto and Capricorn, a lot of, you would hear a lot of people saying, oh, I'm just waiting for things to go back to the way they were. But no, that doesn't happen <laughs> with Pluto. I want to get back to normal. <laughs> no, yeah. we No, Pluto doesn't let us go back there. No, we're moving forward. So um, last March, um, Pluto dipped its toe into the sign of, of Aquarius, just the first degree or two, for a short while. And then it decided to move retrograde and moved back into Capricorn. And um, the way I describe retrograde planets is as if the planet's moving along its track and then it says, wait a minute, we need to go back and revisit we need to take a look at what just happened back there or was there something I missed or is there something I need to reclaim? You know, did I drop something and I need to bring it with me as I'm moving into this new territory? Mm -hmm. So uh, up, up now through the end of this year, we've had an opportunity to go back and tie up any loose ends that we might personally or collectively have in um 
reforming some of these old structured ways of being, uh, the old traditional ways of doing things that are really keeping us tied in to old dysfunctions that are no longer working for us. Um, and then what's happening in 2024 is next month on January 20th, uh, Pluto is going to move into Aquarius and stay there for 19 years. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no change <laughs> long. <yeah. laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to take 19 years to move through all 30 degrees of, of the sign of Aquarius. So, you know, being the planet that's way out there on the edge of our solar system, it takes a long time. So this is a very, very long process. And we'll have other planets that are closer to the sun, you know, cycling over shorter periods of time that are also doing their job in helping us move along and move forward. Um, so, you know, what, what can we expect? What kind of changes can we see if Pluto's making this big change from Capricorn to Aquarius? Well, uh, whereas Capricorn had to do with physical structures, being an earth sign and, um, you know, institu institutions and things that had to do with um, resources, money, uh, those sorts of things. Aquarius being an air sign uh, has to do more with um, thoughts, ideas. It, it rules or it has a lot to do with science and technology. Okay. It, yeah. <laughs> yes. That's, 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 we know it's going to happen there. 2024 <laughs> is going to be good. It'll be good. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, it has to do with uh, the unconventional. You know, in Cap Capricorn's very conventional and very traditional. And so we're making this big giant step from dealing with old traditional conventional ways of, of doing things to, oh, now the focus is going to be, we're going to look at what's innovative, what's new. Uh, instead of looking at the middle of the bell curve, we're going to be looking at fringe elements or, you know, thinking outside of the box or mm -hmm. um, what's out there. Um, and then what's this Plutonian archetype of wanting to dig down deep and look, look for any shadow material. You know, what might happen in terms of social media platforms? Um, Aquarius has a lot to do with having respect for the individual. And so it's associated with, with maybe dis disenfranchised or fringe uh, members of society that, you know, are not in the majority. And so um, perhaps we're going to see um, a, a little bit more in the terms of, of those elements in society that have been ignored uh, or even repressed or suppressed, being able to have more of a say or speaking out more. Um, another thing that astrologers do when we, we try to think about what is it going to be like with this planet moving into Aquarius is we like to look back in time and say, well, what happened the last time when Pluto was in Aquarius? Okay. And so that was around in the 1770s. And that was a time of a lot of social uprising against um, 
monarchies. We had the French Revolution. We had the American Revolution. There was a lot of uprising of different groups of people saying we don't like this way things have been going. Um, we're going to stand up and speak out. It was also a time when there was uh, the beginnings of the Industrial Revolution um, back then. And so this time around, you know, we've we've got, you know, computer technology and social media platforms that we wouldn't have imagined 25, 30 years ago. Um, AI is also on the scene now. That's big. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Pluto's going to say, okay, well, what are this, what's the shadow side of all of this? And perhaps what, what do we need to look at instead of just jumping on the bandwagon and thinking everything's going to be fine? You know, what needs to be transformed? What do we need to say, you know, no, this is not going to work for us. Um, so those are the sorts of things that Pluto is going to be doing for us. Yeah. That makes sense. We were just talking about that last week about what all we've seen change just in the last <clears throat> 10 20 years and some, you know, can you imagine what the next five, I thought you said 500, but it was like the next five years, you know, and that this, that rings right there with it, you know, so it's all set in the, you know, the planet's moving. It can be doing that. I mean, it'll be what we've seen, yeah. but I, yeah, I completely agree. It's like, we've got to look at the whole picture. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and so we have to look at the downside of, of all this technology and this brave new world that we're moving into. Um, on the personal level, I mean, we, we can talk about what's happening globally and, you know, to humanity collectively. Uh, it's also important, I think, um, you know, uh, we, we have a lot of, uh, of horoscope material. We have a lot of astrology material on the, you know, on the interwebs where you can read about what does all of this mean. But ultimately, we need to make it personal. And, and take responsibility for what's my part in this or what does this mean for me or, you know, what can I take from it? And so Aquarius and its ruling planet Uranus are all about us breaking out of these old constructs that we have created over time that are very Capricorn-like that are keeping us hemmed in or boxed in and keeping us from having the freedom to be our true authentic selves. And, you know, when you think about Aquarius uh, and Uranian events like revolutions around the world through history, those were all, um, you know, forcing uh, humanity or the culture or the political system to recognize that we re really need to pay more attention to individual rights and we need to have more respect and understanding and appreciation for diversity. So I think on the personal front, what can we do, you know, for the next 19 years? What does it have to do with us as individuals? It's can we... Um, you know, respect our own individuality and and celebrate our own unique gifts in the way we are. And at the same time, you know, value and honor and appreciate the contributions of people that are different from us. 
and see that this is how, you know, this is how we can all come together. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's that part of it. Um, there's also the part about, okay, well, if, if that's true, then what's my role as, as a citizen of the world in my own unique way? And, you know, what do I have to contribute to that? Um, how can I interact within my community, my, my small community or a wider global community and make a contribution and help with the movement of humanity um, in more progressive ways, you know, that help uplift everything. So, yeah. you know, to do our own work about being authentic and celebrating that, supporting others for their right to be able to do that. And then together, how can we come together? Aquarius is about group relationships. So it'll be a good time for us to think about, you know, who's my tribe? What's my group that I want to join or be part of so I can contribute in my own way and we can work together to advance, you know, whether it's a humanitarian cause or or, or whatever we're, we're you know, inspired to work for. That's yeah. cool. And we, yeah. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of people looking for those tribes and it sounds like that's more likely to find your, your tribe at this time too. Yeah, so, I, I think it'll be, you know, there'll be an emphasis or it, it'll be in people's um, awareness a lot more, I think. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, Pluto. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, another planet that I might talk about, um, because if we're talking about Aquarius, I I mentioned Uranus, we need to talk about Aquarius's ruling planet that's very instrumental in moving us into this age of Aquarius. And so um, Uranus has been in the sign of Taurus, um, it, well, it, it, it'll be in the sign of, of Taurus for about seven years, and we're a little bit more than halfway through right now. Um, so and- we had Taurus and Capricorn. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're, yes. They're, both, they're, they're earth and heavy. You know, and you're right. And these powers of these archetypal forces to create change, and, and move us in more progressive ways have been acting in these earth signs. And so, yeah, absolutely. So in Taurus, Uranus, which is the archetypal um, hurricane that blows through our life and just breaks down or breaks through in unexpected, unpredictable ways, just it's like a cosmic two by four that hits us up the side of the head. It's like, we did not see that coming. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a different force from Pluto. Um, but it, again, it's, it's, it creates change because if we're, if we're stuck, it wants us to be free. It wants us to be authentic. Mm. And so it says, well, if you're not creating the change in your life, you know, here comes the earthquake or here comes something that, you know, collectively we we're not getting, we're not seeing. And so it, it serves us in that way. 
So um, it's uh, Uranus has been in the sign of Taurus that rules money, finances, but underlying all of that, it has to do with our connection to our physicality and our physical world, our natural world that we're dependent upon. And, um, you know, with all of the, the, thing, the events that have been happening over a period of decades, but really have only gotten to uh, on the radar screens of, of most people are the effects of climate change and how that's impacting all life forms. Mm-hmm. And it's affecting our food chain. It's affecting, um, you know, all of the natural processes in the ecosystems. And so there's this unprecedented changes that are shaking up our world to say, we have to do something about it, you know, or we're, we're just not going to survive. And it's not just humans, you know, we're a small part of it. And if the whole system's breaking down, then it's not going to be able to support anything. Um, although people might, if you read the astrology articles online or or in the books, they'll talk about, well, you know, there's going to be unexpected changes and technological advances in in uh, monetary systems. So yeah, you know, we have Bitcoin and we had a lot of um, uh, e-commerce and different things that are within the realm of Taurus that have been creating change that have been using technology and scientific um, breakthroughs and and innovation. Um, There will probably be, you know, more of that continuing. And what's happening in 2024 is between, I think it's March 20th and May 20th, this, this next year, the planet Jupiter is coming along and it's going to make a conju- what we call a conjunction with Uranus. Mm. And when we have two planets that come together, the way we talk about that in astrology is they're merging their forces and they're helping to strengthen and accentuate each other's forces. And Jupiter is the archetypal force that uplifts and expands and makes everything bigger and it does that because it helps us connect to the greater world and to feel a part of something greater than just our individual selves but it also has to do with excess you know too much of a good thing and so when it's fusing with the uranus you know we might see an intensification of upsetting unpredictable change Mm -hmm. Um, it could also be interpreted in a more benevolent way Um, jupiter is also the sign of it is the archetypal force of of grace and opportunity and the universe bestowing upon us um gifts and so it could be that that you yeah. we'll go with that yeah, one. I like that. There'll <laughs> <laughs> be a I survey like we can take later to let yeah. them know which one we want. Please check this box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it might create more opportunities for technological breakthroughs that could be used to solve some of these environmental problems that we have. 
or solve some of the problems we have with food scarcity mm-hmm. um or uh you know technology in the health field um you know the, the possibilities i mean i love reading articles about somebody that figures out another way to clean um waterways or, or areas of the ocean of plastics you know mm-hmm. those yeah. those sorts of things so um so that's coming up and that's also part of this transition we're making into the age of Aquarius. Yes, start to yeah. use the noggin. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. I love that. All right. I don't know if you have more to tell us, but I want to check in with Tiffany to see if the audience has any questions for you. Is that okay? Sure. Yeah. Look at the brave one. She said yes. <laughs> Is there any questions that the audience has right now? Uh, there was only one earlier, and they asked, do you think that this is the time that people are going to have a massive awakening? Um, you know, that's hard to predict. It, I mean, I'm sure that there are people out there definitely that that are tuned in. And um, depending on, you know, the astrology of, of their chart... Mm-hmm. And their conscious um, decisions to try to think more broadly, you know, and communally, um, absolutely, you know, the potential is there. Whether yeah, we take, I'm going to say that the yeah. way it sounds, the astrology can support that if if the free will of the person mm-hmm. is on board with it. Right? Yes, absolutely. And yeah, like that their chart because we. But that is a good question because everybody's looking for this mass awakening or this flash and everybody's awake. And I know Julia and I talk about this a lot where it's like, don't assume somebody's not awake just because they're not where you're at. That's what I tell you. It's all a very personal journey. Everybody's having their own awakening. So, or their own journey to whatever it is. And like you said, we can't assume. We can never assume where somebody is on their path. Absolutely. And, you know, and where they are is probably perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just from our perspective or the way that we're looking at something, we don't see it that way. So, yeah, because um, we're having a different experience. Mm-hmm. We're like, come over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so that that is a good question. Uh, it looks like there might be another one that popped up there. So I'm just going to check in with Tiffany again before we yeah uh are there any similarities between age of aquarius and 5d or new earth love from sweden (laughs) oh wow um i don't know (laughs) i'm not i'm not familiar um i'm not familiar with those things but i i'd be very curious to hear what they had to say about i'm gonna say i mean just from the way you're talking and describing this shift that we're going into is very similar to the conversations and the books and that Dolores wrote about shifting into a new earth and, and that new way of thinking, being, interacting. It's yeah. Not, it's in alignment. So I yeah. would say the answer is yes. It's, it's very it's like we're right on track, even though we oh. think it's all just spontaneous and we just, you know, whatever but it's, See, this is, <laughs> it's been foreseen for many for a long time. And this is why. Wow. Because so, we yeah. chose to be here on Look, the roller coaster of the it's, event. It's kind of, of fun, Mary Jo, to have you not know or be familiar with Dolores's 
predictions on this stuff or yes. information she was getting in sessions on this stuff. And here you are talking about mm -hmm. it. And we can sit here and go, yeah, this is like the same thing. So yeah. how brilliant. It's in our astrology. Yeah. It's in our experiences. It's in our free will and choices. It's everywhere. So that was really cool to, to have that question come through. That yes. is wonderful. That That is so cool when we see these overlaps between different mm -hmm. modalities and different ways of looking at things and the knowledge yeah. here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very cool. Very confirming that we are on track. Trust that you guys keep doing what you're doing. Exactly. I think that's the biggest message. Just trust. Just trust. You're okay. You're on track. <laughs> yeah. And and these, you know, they just help you to know it. I mean, like you said, though, if it, you're on it in one way or another, I mean, I don't know how we can avoid it. I mean, it's what we, it's our path. It's what we chose and it's where we are. It's just, we may not be doing it in the most high vibrational way you know we mm -hmm. may be choosing different ways to experience it but you know we probably have moved through them in in different patterns if we see patterns in our life that may be some of these where we're doing them over and over again to have the different experiences right right yeah yeah and and i know sometimes i have to stop and and look at my belief systems or a judgment i might be making it's like okay does a spiral always have to go up you know, sort of thing, you know, maybe it was the intent, that you is. know, in this learning lab that is this planet or this dimension or density that we want to experience this over here for a while, just to have that experience. I, I don't know. I because don't know. we learn a lot from yeah. all of it. So yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's like, before I go too far over here, help me get the rest of this and then I'll go back and then whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. So we, we are the age of Aquarius as they, you know, as they say in the song, mm -hmm. uh, you're saying that's going to be in the later part of January when Pluto switches back over to Aquarius or is it? Um, yes. Um, okay. So so yes, in January 20th, um, which is actually the day when the sun ingresses Aquarius, um, just a few hours afterwards, Pluto moves into Aquarius on that same day. And wow. so we, we have, again, one of those powerful conjunctions between two planets, you know, That's so it's calendar. like the Plutonian um, planet of power and resurgence is going to be, you know, right up against the sun and like recharging its battery. And um, that could be an interesting, you know, hey, everybody take a look, you know, where are we now? Are we moving into the age of Aquarius? You know, what's happening? Um, what what changes in consciousness, you know, might I be feeling today? Um, it might be a, a good time to do that. So this is what I'm finding really interesting right now is all that's happening on the 20th. And then we leave for Thailand right oh. in there. Like, what is that? The 22nd? Our, yeah, our event Thailand. starts right in there. I, yeah. I leave a few days earlier. but <laughs> Right. So yeah. the the Thailand retreat, QHHT retreat and, and uh, mm -hmm. reunion is in Thailand right in that. Oh, yeah. So, powerful and these aren't things this is what i love is that you guys didn't know all of this when you're planning it and yet here it divinely lands right there no idea <laughs> you know this stuff happens all the time mary joe mm -hmm. 
with QHHT. They'll plan something, they get it all set up, and then we get there and we find out some big astrology, astrological events going on, yeah. uh, meteor showers, comets. It, it's just crazy. <laughs> and we'll find out that's going on, why we're there. And it's, it's just amazing. So it doesn't surprise me at all that there's this big shift happening, these these things coming into union. And then we go on that trip. So that'd be cool because we'll all be together and we can kind of support each other maybe through this, you know, whatever. I mean, it's not like it's going to be a big bang, but you know, it might be some energies felt or some things, you know, who knows? Yeah. 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 Well, the serendipity of it is just amazing. It's just, it's wonderful. So much serendipity. (laughs) It's going to be a beautiful time. Yeah. Do you have any other pearls of wisdom for people? I can mention one other thing that's somewhat related. Um, and this this is the the lunar nodes, um, which in karmic astrology is very important. So it's something that I tend to key in on. And the lunar nodes are two, there are two points in space that are exactly opposite each other. And the south node is indicative of the area of life and the ways of behaving that we're meant to be releasing, letting go of, you know, honor it, bless it, consciously take the good parts of it and move forward in the direction of the moon's north node, which we can think of as like our soul mission in life or our um our spiritual destination, uh, our spiritual evolutionary destination. It's also a very practical point in our own natal charts because it has to do with uh, how we can function more gracefully in life. Um, So when I'm working with clients, I like to focus on that, like almost the first thing that we talk about. Because it's such an unconscious part of us, we don't even realize what our South Node is. But aside from the personal experience of it, collectively, uh, right now, the south node is in the sign of Libra for 18 months, and it will be throughout the rest of 2024. And the north node is in the sign of Aries. And so Aries is um, very supportive of all of this change for moving forward in more authentic ways. Aries is the fire sign that has to do with us being courageous individuals that, you know, it's the I am principle, here I am in life, and I'm going to move forward, and I'm going to take action. And I I'm, I have this pioneers, pioneering spirit. I love new beginnings, so change sounds good to me, you know, that sort of thing. Horrible so- on follow through. Yeah, well, well, that's another whole issue. (laughs) (laughs) On on winding it up and finishing it. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. But for right now, all of us collectively can do a little bit of of, um, thoughtful analysis of where do I need to let go of um, perhaps this Libra tendency to put other people's needs ahead of mine at my own expense, or Mm. perhaps I'm fearful of speaking up about my wants and needs because I don't like anger or conflict and I don't want to make anybody unhappy. 
Um, do we have those tendencies, you know, on this teeter-totter that we can think of with having Aries on one side and Libra on the other? This is a time for us and throughout the rest of 2024 to think about where am I on that continuum, you know, and where can I move into that middle point, that fulcrum where I can be more balanced? How do I show up in my relationships? You know, can I healthfully and honestly um, assert myself and my needs uh, without stepping on the other person's toes and, and in a respectful way where I honor and respect they have their needs too. How can we cooperate and collaborate? How can we create more fairness and justice? Can we, can we take turns, you know, <laughs> or how do we make that work? So I think this is important personally and also collectively, you know, for moving out into our, our social networking groups where we're experiencing change and trying to help progress and move humanity forward. It's what's my role in it and can I be authentic for myself and my own, you know, courageous individual self and at the same time be able to uh, cooperate and collaborate. So, so that's something I think we need to be mindful of this next year. Beautiful, beautiful Great. ending. They're already giving us the warning. It's time to go. It's like we just started. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how, how would people reach you if they would like to have a reading with you? Oh, yeah, that would be wonderful. Um, they can come to my website, which is Mary Jo Weavers, all one word, and I will spell it for you. It's M-A-R-Y-J-O-W-E-V-E-R-S dot com. The big dot com. So um, on my website, I also have a blog. You can read articles. Uh, you can contact me through that. You can read a little bit about the services I provide. Thank you so much. That was yes, so this has been wonderful. Thank you. Well, before we go, can you, a parting message, what would you like, like to sum everything up just very quickly uh, message? Yes. I have a little quotation here that I love. Um, and this is from Karen Bishop in her book, Staying in Alignment. When we know and are aware of the planetary movements and conditions and integrate them into our lifestyles, we can then be in alignment with the energies that they bring to support us. Amen to that. Yeah. 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 Yes. That's so a game changer. That is for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank right. you so much, Mary Jo. <laughs> thank you oh, thank you, Julia and Tracy. This has been so much fun. I've loved spending the time with you. Well, we'll have great. to call on you again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and thank you, everyone, for being here. And thank you, Tiffany, for Please. helping us. Yeah. Bye, I love you all and see you next yeah. time. Bye -bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Bye. We'll be back before Christmas. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we'll be back.